Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Number three, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. I was talking to a friend of mine just recently, and we're a friend who is also a competitor, and we were talking about how intentional he is in highlighting the success stories in his agency. And here at the Fitz Group, we're, we're getting better at that. We're working hard at that. First, we try to get people's names right, and then we try to highlight them and, and, and highlight the success, be it small or be it great, that they're having. Right? Why? Because, because all of us, the most important sound in any language is our own name. We love to hear it. We love to hear it correctly. I, my first name is spelled A-L-E-X. The world pronounces that Alex. My family pronounces it Alec. I go by Fitz because people don't get Alec right, and so often I'm called Fritz. And I go, God, these people just don't have any chance of winning friends and influencing people because they can't get something simple like a name right. Just pronouncing the name right. It goes so far. And those of you who are watching me right now and you got jacked up names, you know, like me, jacked up name, you know. It's important when somebody takes the time to get your name right. Les Giblin said, take these words out of your vocabulary. I, me, my mind. Substitute with the word you. Talk about them. Talk in terms of them. That's in chapter two. He also said, be proud of yourself, but not conceited of who you are, of what you do, of where you work. Don't apologize for your station in life or for yourself. You are what you are, so handle yourself with pride and respect. That's chapter 13 of Skill with People. Remember that your name is the most important word in any language. Remember that. Be proud of that. I, I've, I remember as a kid, I was always embarrassed by my first name because... Because Alec, nobody could get it right. Alec, Alec, it sounded, almost sounded like somebody's, ugh, like they're, they're throwing up or something, like burping. You could burp my name, ugh, right? It's like, ah, I was embarrassed by that. Remember back in the day when we'd call into radio stations and we'd, get, we'd request a song so that we, they would play it and we could record it on our cassette tape? Some of you guys don't remember that, you're too young, but those of us, my generation, Gen X, remember we used to do that? It was awesome. I always called into the radio station. I never told them my name was Alec because I didn't want to have to explain it. I said my name was Eric. And they say, this one going out to Eric in Burlington, North Carolina. Whatever. And I hit play, hit record. Ah, quick, get that recording. Remember we used to do that? I was always embarrassed by my name. But then I realized my name means loyal warrior. And I realized, well, that's pretty cool. Loyal warrior. I, I like that. And it's, it's, it's who I am. And so I, I really stepped into that. You need to feel the same pride about your name, about where you are in life. Maybe you're not where you want to be. Who is? Take ownership of where you are and where you're going and be proud of that. Number four, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Be a good listener. That means you need to shut up. <laughs> Have you ever talked to somebody and you're just thinking, I wish they would shut up? <laughs> I wish they would shut up so I could talk. 
I wish they would shut up so somebody else could talk. With my kids, that's one of the biggest pet peeves I've got is when they interrupt each other. Like, shh, 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 shh. they were talking. You'll get your turn. Just shh, shh, shh. <laughs> drives me nuts. But we all do it. I'm the worst at it. I totally interrupt people because I, I believe that what I have to say is so important. Don't we all? But if you can just stop, if I can just stop and be a good listener, people are going to like me more. They'll like you more. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Les Giblin says a good listener always winds up far ahead of a good talker in the affections of people. That's in chapter 5. Listen, you go to a party. <laughs> who, who are the people you like the best at the party? The ones who got you talking about you the most. It's not the ones who talked about themselves the most. Those are annoying, right? And so often that's me. I get it. I'm, I'm working on it, right? We all can work on this. We all can be better at getting people to talk about themselves because then they'll remember us as somebody who cares. And really, we're just playing a game in our head of seeing if we get them to talk about themselves. <laughs> Give people reasons to say yes to you. Ask yes questions. Give people a choice between two yeses. Expect to say yes to you and let them know they are expected to say yes. That's in chapter 8. Ask yes questions. I, I love, one of the things I love doing when I'm interviewing an agent to come on board and I'm scheduling them for the next appointment. Maybe it's for, uh, you know, setting them up to get scheduled for their class, to study for their license and to study for the, and, and to take their state exam. You know, getting all that set up. I'm setting them up with Melissa for that. I love demonstrating that we know how to sell <laughs> by saying, all right, looks like Melissa's got time available Tuesday and Wednesday. Which day's better for you? Oh, Wednesday, great. Is morning or afternoon better for you? Oh, morning is? Okay, I got earlier in the morning, like 10 or later, around, around 1130. Which time is better for you? Yes questions. Yes, 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 yes questions. All they could answer was yes. And occasionally, I get that prospective agent coming on board that says, I see what you're doing there, and I like it. That's good sales. That's how it works. Give cheap people a choice between two yeses. Expect people to say yes. I don't ask questions expecting a no. I ask questions expecting a yes. Occasionally I do get the no, but that's okay. I'm expecting the yes, and the way you ask the question is how you get that yes. Number five, talk in terms of other people's interests. Does it seem like it's sort of getting a I always feel like when I read the book the first time, Dale Carnegie's book, I thought, this is getting repetitive. Yeah, it's talk about them. Get them to talk. Them, 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 not you. Yes. Yes, yes, it is repetitive. Talk in terms of the other person's interest. Uh, Les Giblin said, when you know what moves people, you then know how to move them. How do you get your kids to eat their vegetables? Promise them dessert. They don't want the vegetables, they want the dessert. That's what moves them, so now you know how to move them. Uh, you know, 16-year-old boys want a car. All right, well, this is what you got to do to get that car. Okay, well, because that desire to have that car is so great, they'll do whatever to get that car. Skill with people, chapter six. People ask me all the time how to motivate somebody. I go, well, first you need to know what they want and then show them how to get that. That's how you motivate somebody. I don't know any other way but that because anything else is just kind of temporary, right? Like screaming at them. That motivates short-term. All right. Les Giblin also said, people won't have the slightest doubt that you t what you tell them indirectly is true, yet they will be highly skeptical if you say it yourself. So speak through third persons. Talk in terms of the other person's interest. What's the other person's interest? Themselves. They're interested in themselves. 
So if you come in and say, well, what I believe is, they're going to tune you out because they're not interested in you. They're interested in them. And they're interested in people like them. And if you're in a sales relationship here where you're selling them a life insurance policy, they're not necessarily going to believe you. You're the one selling them. They're going to believe people who are like them in their situation. When they ask a question, you go, you know what? That's a great question. And I've got other clients in that same exact situation. And here's what they did. Oftentimes we'll use the, the, the feel felt found. I know exactly how you feel. I had other clients that felt the same way. But once they got the, the, this policy, here's what they found. Using that third-party verifier rather than saying it yourself. In the book, Les Gibbon talks about, you know, a guy saying, I don't, I don't know about this lawnmower. Is it any good? You know what? I think it's pretty good, but my neighbors had this same lawnmower for the last 15 years, hadn't had a lick of problem with it. Just like that, the person believes more because you're talking in terms of their interest, which is them and people like them. They're not interested in you. So what you had to say about it doesn't matter. You had to say what other people had to say about it. Number six. Make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. I, I, there's been people in my life, I can just tell when somebody wants something from me, you know, and the more successful financially that we've been, the more people come out of the woodwork asking for money, right? And, and I just go, ah, you don't actually care about me. You just want some money. Why don't you just ask me for money? I'd respect you more if you just straight up asked rather than acting like you care, right? Be sincere, when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about other people, when you're making them feel important, be sincere. Oh, man, you're just so great. I love you. I just want to be around you. I can't stand when people are like that, man. Be sincere. Try to be somebody's friend, not their salesperson, okay? Les Giblin says, the more important you make people feel, the more they will respond to you. But it's got to be sincere. We all know those people that are so fake. We just want to punch them right in the face, right? They're just so fake. Like, I just want to punch them right in the throat. <laughs> make you do that <sighs> I want you just want to punch somebody like that sometimes right so it's because they, they they're not real they're not sincere you got to do it sincerely that was in chapter three for Les Gibbon there be generous with your praise look for somebody and something to praise and then do it it doesn't cost you a penny to praise somebody else it doesn't cost you a penny to to lavish praise on them and encourage them it doesn't cost you anything but it can make you a fortune. The praise must be sincere. Going back to it. Look, Les Giblin said it here. Dale Carnegie said it here. It's got to be sincere. If it's fake, it's no good. Praise the act, not the person. Praise the act, not the person. This is a, a thing that we've tried to remember when raising our kids. Is one kid can't be the other kid. Our, all of our kids, all of our children, all of us, were born with our own individual strengths and, and weaknesses and gifts that we were given that we didn't do anything to earn. It's just something naturally innate in us. Well, I can't be that person. My, one kid of mine can't be the other kid, but they can do what the other kid just did. Right. So a kid opens the door and in my house, I'm teaching my boys to be gentlemen. And there's some women that don't like that. But listen, a woman walks in a room, you stand up. If there's if you're riding on a bus or something and, and, and there's a, a you're sitting in a seat, but there's a, a lady there, you offer the seat. I'm trying to teach that to my boys. I mean, I'm teaching my daughter to expect it. <laughs> this is something you should expect a gentleman to do. Right. So when I see one of my boys doing that, I don't say Great job. You're so great, Zachary. I just love you, Zachary. I go, Zachary, what you just did was awesome. 
Don't praise the person, praise the act. Because anybody can duplicate the act. Not everybody can be the person. That's in chapter 10 uh, of Skill with People, Les Giblin. So just kind of reviewing the 1 through 10 for Dale Carnegie. Number one, be genuinely interested in other people. Number two, smile genuinely, sincerely. Number three, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Number four, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Number five, talk in terms of the other person's interests. Number six, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. It's not really hard, right? Make a friend, figure out how you can help them. This is six ways of getting people to like you. Hope that helps. 